We didn't have anything, we were just rambling. Uh, we can just have rambling. We've already been rambling for okay. two minutes. <laughs> two and a half minutes. <laughs> the intro is just us deciding what the intro is going to yeah, be. Yeah, this is the intro. There's no intro, it's so meta. Oh my god, I've got myself. Although it's not going to be able to because now you've recorded the bit of us listening to us. Listen to it's, it's like double me and you in my ears right now. Right, stop that. Is, is there anything more narcissistic? <laughs> Using your own podcast as an intro. Once we've got to 20 podcasts, we can do a perfect 10 podcast on the 10, ten, ten best podcasts. episodes we've done. The 10 best episodes. <laughs> A song from every. Song no, 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 no. The whole episode. Yeah. <laughs> It'll just be us talking over the episode of us talking. It's like a 30 hour podcast. <laughs> we'll do it for comic relief. Yeah, it's, a charity, it's a charity podcast. Oh, that'll do for an intro. Welcome to the Perfect 10 podcast. We are here. We are back. It's Taylor Swift month. I'm Ross. With me is Adam. Hello. And Adam, introduce our guest. We have a guest. We do. We can't do Swifty on our own. We can't do something. <laughs> I can't. We are certainly. so out of our depth. Um, so I called for reinforcements. Luckily, I, I, I have a I have a sister. <laughs> she is. Um, how did you describe it earlier? Deep in the law. <laughs> <laughs> she, she knows her Taylor Swift. She once told me when we were having our conversation. Um, I can't remember. It wasn't just a one-on-one conversation, but we were talking right. about the kind of music we liked. Yeah. And Eleanor claimed that she liked. <laughs> She likes sort of um, <laughs> less mainstream acts like Beyonce and Taylor Swift. I, I have no memory of this conversation. And I think but the fact that you're laughing means that you know that I've told that story before. <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah. Who under- is this Taylor Swift we've never heard of? She underground to, artist. She's blown up out of nowhere. Yeah. Eleanor, you need to fill us in. Oh, you can say hi, by the way. Oh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> I am uh, I am delighted that someone's finally asking me about the important stuff in life. <laughs> <laughs> so we, me and Adam have gone very um, po- popular, Taylor. I mean, I literally know these five songs and that's probably about it. Yeah, so to be clear, to, to stay true to the to the format, there are yeah. two playlists. Yeah. There is the, the host's playlist and the guest playlist. Yeah, we've taken five songs each. Um, those were two, by the way, that I wanted to add, but couldn't remember the names of. Excellent. So good job you got them on there. Um, <laughs> if we've got ten tracks between us, I'm sure we can think of an honourable mention as well. Well, I kind of thought about an honourable mention, and I thought about going off-piste. Okay. Why don't we... Let, oh, first of all, hold on, let me show me... I haven't actually looked at Eleanor's playlist. Okay. Show me Eleanor's playlist. Before I... Uh, I, have, I have put an honourable mention you in. Have. So, I was... So, is that your honourable mention, number 11? Yeah. So, I was going to suggest the same honourable mention, but the longer version. Oh, I, I didn't put the longer version in because I didn't want to take the mic. So, start... <laughs> why, don't we, why don't we start with the honourable mention and a combined honourable mention and play the longer version and let Eleanor set the scene? Okay. Is it on this album? Uh, yes. Right. At the very end of the album. Right. Oh, my goodness. Some would say 10 minutes is too long for a song. <sighs> Speak to Floyd, wouldn't Speak Yeah, this is your peak. <laughs> I can tell you all about the uh, the law behind all too well. The Taylor well, version. You can start at the very beginning with this. You've got te- this is your ten minute Taylor Swift yeah. monologue. You've had this prepared. Uh, not not for this. I didn't tell you about this. I've dropped it on you, but I know that you've got it prepared. No, I know all about the ten minute version. Uh, so the. The story of the 10 minute version of All Too Well is actually very interesting in that uh, All Too Well was never like a single 
It wasn't right. like something that she paid particular attention to when she released Red, and Red is quite a long album anyway. Right. Um, but Hold on. <laughs> Look, see, you're skipping so much stuff. <laughs> you're forgetting that I know more than Ross, yeah. and I don't know very much. She explains to me like I'm a five-year-old. <laughs> so start <laughs> with... To. But, but, Do you want me to start? Like, okay, what's Taylor, Red? Swift, Taylor Swift was born in Pennsylvania. <laughs> okay, so Red is her fourth studio album. Right, okay. Uh, it came out in 2012. Is she still a country star at this She's point? She's kind of a country star at this stage. Uh, I was going to talk about the, the controversy surrounding Red. Okay. When I got to my Red song. Okay. Um, so... We can come back to that, that's fine. She, she releases Red... Um, and the fans are really drawn to All Too Well because it is a marvellously written song. Um, and she I mentions... People go on about it this song all the time. Yeah. I listened to it for the first time today. Yeah, I don't know what the first time is. She... <laughs> <laughs> Not a great start to the Taylor Swift <laughs> podcast, I'm going to be honest, but I was just like... Did you listen to this version yeah. of the original? No, okay. I listened to the 10. Okay. Um, Might have only made she it mentions eight, offhand in an interview that originally the song was 10 minutes long and right. had multiple swear words. Right. Yeah. And the, Swift- the Quentin Tarantino edit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the, the Swifties realised that their goal in life is now to bully Taylor Swift into releasing that 10 minute version. Right. Yeah. Every single time a like opportunity for a fan to ask a question of Taylor Swift comes up. Yeah. This comes up. It is legendary amongst the Swift fandom. Right. Um, you know, she everyone's always constantly asking about it. In fact, she's done interviews where she talks about how annoyed it was. Because <laughs> she just people would just be like, where's the 10 minute version of All Too Well? And she's like, I'm on my sixth studio album. Yeah. I'm trying to live my life. Get over it. Um, and then the re-records came out the, and she announces Red. Um, when she announces the Red, Taylor's version. Sure, but Ross doesn't know about the re-records. This is the whole thing we're going to get into, aren't we? Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> now I have to go back. The... <laughs> The masters for her first six studio albums were yeah. sold to a person called Scooter Braun, right. who is a, a, a music manager, managed Justin Bieber, I believe he managed Kanye West at some point. So as you can imagine, there's beef there. Yeah. Um, <coughs> she, she, he, she sort of accuses him of like being behind a lot of mistreatment of her. Um, bullying right. and whatnot. He he was very much a puppet master behind the scenes, okay. particularly when she was sort of in the midst of the, the all of the Kanye West drama. An American Simon Um So he doesn't buy specifically her masters. He bought he sort of bought the the record company that she right. was with, okay. which she'd left by this point. Right, but. But you know, in in that journey, she gets all the masters. <laughs> she signed a bad deal and didn't own her own masters. <laughs> she didn't own her own masters, but right. she wasn't given the opportunity to buy them. Right. Okay. Even though she expressed yeah. that she wanted to, and she would sort of pay any price. Yeah. And then they turn around and sell them to this person who. Yeah. She feels is going to mistreat her musical legacy. Right. Um. So she's like, well, you know what? I'll <laughs> I'll have the last word. I'm just going to re-record. Yeah. <laughs> all of the first six studio albums and right. the first one that she re-recorded was Fearless right which was her second studio album and then naturally Why do in order? <laughs> which is now the first new studio album yeah right. naturally she goes straight to Red um, and when she when she announces Red Taylor's version she's like oh maybe one of the new songs because she's putting sort of like songs that she wrote at the time of the album but right. she delete she removed for whatever reason yeah 
Um, Which is why that tracks, this album's got 30 tracks on there. Yes, right. exactly. I'll tell you who needs to have a word with her at this point, Ross. Who's that? No. Because <laughs> you know what Noel would say. You've got a whole other album there. Exactly. It's, called, it's called The Master Plan. Yeah, exactly. You're giving, you're giving this shit away for free. <laughs> that, is a, that is studio album number seven. Yeah. Um, Pump this out for years. <laughs> And then, you know, Red Taylor's version comes out and this song goes to number one. Right, okay. <laughs> In the US, at least. That's a lot of streams for a 10 minute song, isn't Yeah, it? it's incredible. It she does a sort of a short film music video starring Sadie Sink from Stranger Things and. Which one is she? Max. Right. Uh, Dylan O'Brien, who has been in stuff. Um, <laughs> it's the, stuff a show that I'm that not familiar with. <laughs> it's nothing that I'm aware of. Um, you know, the the short film has been sort of nominated for a lot of uh, film awards and stuff like that, and I think inspired because she wants to make a film. She wants to direct a film. Right. Okay. Um, she's announced sort of intentions. They to always do that. want to make a film yeah. <laughs> or act. But um, yeah, she sort of took the record for like longest number one, I think. From oh, okay. Uh, who am I thinking? Uh, sing us a song, you piano man. That one. What? <laughs> the piano man. Billy Joel. Oh, Billy Joel. That yeah. I think he took. I think she took it from Billy Joel. Uh, I mean, and the he, original Red has got 19 tracks on it. Yeah. It's hardly a snappy. Too many. Too many. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was one of the major uh, criticisms of Red when it came out that it was a bit long. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm. I. I don't know what people mean when they say that there's too much Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> Not a concept you've ever got your head round. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's too much. <laughs> there's too much of this stuff you like. Yeah. I'm just sort of like, yeah, but that's a thing I like, well, so... Yeah, I mean, that's fair enough, yeah. But, uh, yeah, Red is interesting because I feel like she was nominated for the Grammy for the Album of the Year and didn't win it. Right. And I think she took that personally. <laughs> um, but we can get into that yeah. much later. <laughs> okay, right. Because... Uh, I, I've tried to curate my playlist in that one one song for each of her albums. Okay. <laughs> so cause she has ten albums. I was like, it's perfect. There you go. Yeah, Quickly perfect. before she releases an eleventh studio. Album. <laughs> Quickly we, get the we don't have that breadth of. <laughs> no. Um, quite quite focused. Yeah. Right. Let's. But you've proved the point that I want to make about 1989. So. <laughs> it's the best pop album made in the last 20 exactly. years at least. Well, let's start with our first track from Far One then. I mean, if you don't know this, you need to just turn the podcast off. Really. I mean, who doesn't know this? We've I mean, it's already been really... on a playlist yeah. in the past. Which one was it on? The pop one. Pop one. Yeah. It's on my pop playlist. Yeah. I mean, this is absolute monster song. It must have sold incredibly. I think this one's a good example of her ability to like set and understand an assignment. Because yeah. when she's spoken about this song, she's like, I wanted to write a song that when you're at a wedding and yep. you haven't danced yet, this song comes on and you immediately get up to dance. And I think she's like, she's like, I know what I want from this song and yeah. I'm going to do it. She couldn't get the permission to re-record the YMCA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, this is absolutely huge song, isn't it? I mean, everyone knows this song. Ellie's right, like, it's completely like... This song comes on at a wedding and it's filling a dance floor, isn't it? Yeah. Someone was someone sued her for this song. Yeah, they tried yeah. to claim they tried 92%. to claim that they had. They tried to claim that they had um, ownership over 
players oh, can play. Gonna oh, hate is going to hate. Yeah. yeah, I saw that on TikTok the other day. And they only just resolved that like a little while ago. So and they demanded forty-two million in damages. I imagine they resolved it by being laughed out of the courtroom. <laughs> <laughs> It dragged on way longer than I thought it would because I was like, there's no merit behind this case, surely. And then, like, two years later, you're still hearing about it. And I'm just like, What's on December going 12th on? last year, the lawsuit was dropped with no final verdict. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, yeah, this song is interesting. You know, it's like her, it was the lead single of 1989. So it was like her being like, I'm doing pop now. Yeah. I'm going to do it and I'm going to release one of the greatest. <laughs> It's not a bad start, right. is it? Yeah. So 1989, give us the chronology. Okay. Which album number is this? This is five. So this precedes Red. No, this is after Red. Red is four. That's what I meant. Precedes is the wrong word. But that is what I meant. <laughs> succeeds it's Red. This succeeds <laughs> Red. Um, yeah. So Red had a bit of pop and a bit Red of country. Red precedes this. So Red is, the, is your gateway drug to yeah. the pop world. Yeah, so her first two albums are very country, yeah. and then sort of Speak Now her, and Red, her third and fourth. She's sort of dabbling in the pop. Yeah. She's sort of, by the time we get to Red, she actually got like a bit of criticism from the country community, because they're like, you're a pop artist now, why are you still turning up to the Country Music Awards? <laughs> you know, your, your album- Very seriously, you, Yeah, <laughs> you're out, you know, you've submitted Red for pop awards at the Grammys. <laughs> you know, you yeah. can't have it both ways. Yeah. But I think she was sort of like, can I put out a pop album? I'm a country singer. And I think she was like, I think after Red didn't win its Grammy, right. she was like, you know what? I'm going pop. I'm yeah. going to do the best pop, the most pop, you know? <laughs> yeah. And she's been pretty solidly pop since then. I mean, yes. she, I think she definitely dabbles in other genres. Um, Much less country. Yeah. Like her first couple of albums are very. Uh, I think she's referred to in the fandom as Yeehaw Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> you can just tell from the album covers. They're yeah. country album covers. Mm. And, these uh, and how much straighter her hair is getting. Yeah. <laughs> is she just sort of very sort of like conservative? Like, yeah. I like think... dressed down-ish. Yeah, but she was also very young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so I don't dressed know. Dressed down-ish. Yeah. With an acoustic guitar. Mm. So... so uh, and... Cowboy boots. I cowboy boots, yeah. There was always some cowboy boots. So this is your first one. Is this from her first album? This is from her first album, right, okay. uh, aptly named Taylor Swift. Get the message the out song? there. It's called uh, I'm Only Me When I'm With You. It's a very, positive, cu- it's a very country it's a positive, title, isn't it? That is. That's yeah. a positive, <laughs> strong, fe- <laughs> strong feminist message. Everyone <laughs> <laughs> doesn't know what to say. <laughs> She wasn't a feminist back in these days. Com- <laughs> Don't come for Taylor. <laughs> so how old was she been when this one first came out? I think she probably was about 16. Oh my god. 16, she started very young. What were you two doing I at 16? I think she, she's got a... I wasn't um, releasing albums like this. Sure. Th- this album sort of like was a bit forgotten. Right, okay. And then she didn't really pop off in the US until fearless and love story but there's a, a single on this album called tim mcgraw that was very big in country right yeah you know see i still think this is quite poppy but maybe that's because yeah. i'm less familiar with the the female brand of pop of country sorry like, this is the country bit now 
Yeah. People with fiddles. The fiddle. <laughs> sort of like the, the country that's made it through to me is sort of like your typical sort of like truck, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a dude singing about how he supports the the guy that Bo Burnham parodies in um, in Parks and Rec. Oh, yeah. Where uh, I love my sweetheart parenthesis support yeah. the troops. <laughs> I mean, I, I really look forward to the re-record of this one because I just imagine Taylor Swift sort of in a room panicking because she's like, how am I going to get back my country accent? Yeah. Oh, that's, that's the re-record she can't do. Yeah, because not only is her voice much lower now than in this album, she I doesn't have her accent anymore. On one of the songs you've picked on our playlist, it's from the re-record and it sounds... She sounds more grown up. There was a, I mean, there was a like moment <laughs> where, where one of the ones I picked originally wasn't from the re-record and they lost on me off. Really? <laughs> I won't have non-Taylor's version. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one. They'll know. It sounds much more grown up on that than the original. But then that's got time passed and that's how that happened. <laughs> <laughs> so... I don't mind this. I'm honest, this is... Uh, yeah, I it's, not my, this is a, it's this not my particular brand of vodka, but... No, it's fine, I'll do. My mum used to play the Dixie Chicks all the time, so country music's in my head forever. I believe they're called the Chicks now. Are they? Yeah. They're not the Dixies anymore. Wow. So they, they have a name that yeah, both parts were problematic. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't just go with a complete rebrand. They went <laughs> the artists formerly known as Dixie Chicks. <laughs> this is going to be quite a harsh cut, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to be so. For this. We might as well let it play out, there's only 30 seconds left. This is very inoffensive country pop music. That was, that was very much her brand at that time in her life. Yeah. Sort of, don't don't cause waves. Yeah. <laughs> Sing the national anthem. <laughs> I'm just a little teenage country girl and yeah. I don't offend nobody. <laughs> and then this happens. And then this happens, yeah. This is Blank Space. The first five on this album, on our playlist are for me, and the last five are from Adam. Uh, but to be fair, well, Ross went first. Oh, so that's Some of the decisions were made for me. <laughs> if Adam had gone first, I'll, we, this wouldn't have been a ten song. Unfortunately. <laughs> because um, when I put together our pop playlist for episode two, I ran it by Eleanor first, and she actually kind of told me off for putting... Cause, Eleanor's claim was that Shake It Off is a Blank Space is the better pop song oh, right, on this yeah. album. Let's have a look. There's the pop playlist. See, I. My, Shake It Off was my lead off hitter. Yeah. Mm. Can't go wrong with that. I mean, yeah. There's just so much going on in this song and it all just works, you know? I think this is a really good sort of foreshadow for her like sort of later albums when she starts sort of fictionalizing a little bit more in her song right because yeah. she, from in this song she's writing from like the perspective of the persona that the people, people have made for her is, yeah. and i think that was just so clever mm. at, you know she was and like, on the video to go with that and then yeah, the video really where video. she's like this man-eating like yeah. sort of psycho like bunny boiler yeah yeah and even though this was like before she really started getting very sort of politically minded sort of she's not politically minded well when she's her her brand of you know um that's not a criticism i learned the other day that Do- dolly parton will not reveal who she votes for because 
Dolly Parton's releasing a, a rock album because she realised thirty that songs. She realised that if she does, she just alienates half of the well, country. Yeah. I mean, more to the sort of rephrase as like, sort of before she started speaking out about this sort of treatment that she got from the media and from people, you know, from yeah. Um, she's already making these like very like clever commentary on this crazy woman stereotype that she's been. You know, and it's, yeah. at this point, she's like 25 years old. Yeah. And people are like, you've people had are, too people, many boyfriends. People yeah. You know? yeah. I'll tell you what, there's, there's a really good video of this. This is my first introduction to this song. Was There's a YouTube video of her and Greg James kind right. of doing carpool karaoke to this. Okay. But it's more like carpool lip syncing. Right, okay. Gordon saw that and thought, I've got an idea. Quite possibly, <laughs> quite possibly, but it is just them sat in a car, driving around. All right, uh, just lip syncing, just lip syncing, doing like mimes and stuff. It's quite fun. Yeah, it's just a really good song. Isn't it? It's just a really good song. It's so good live. <laughs> why is it? Why is why is this better than Shake It Off? I don't know. I, I might just be personal preference. Um, don't don't pull at that thread. This whole thing's personal preference. <laughs> if you pull at that thread, the whole thing falls apart. I think it's just, uh, shake it off is very throughout the whole thing. It's very similar. Whereas I think the song kind of goes places. Yeah, there's, know, right. there's, yeah. there's tempo changes. Do you think this, some... this is a more sophisticated meal? Mm. She's doing a lot of uh, yeah. more vocally. Whereas yeah. shake it off, shake I feel is like. Yeah. You're forgetting that people say she can't sing. We debunked that myth on episode one. <laughs> I thank you for your service. <laughs> <laughs> she does a bit. She did a bit in the 1989 tour where she would harmonise with herself for the late blank say. So she would like loop over again and again and, and again. She is Ed Sheeran. Yeah, yeah very Ed Yeah. I wonder why she learned that from yeah. Ed. <laughs> or maybe Ed learned it from her. He he. She kind of she kind of. Uh, Helped Ed take off in the US. Yeah, but you already had the loop pedal by then. That's true. <laughs> so this is this is her second album. Right. Okay. This is the re-record, obviously. Yeah. Uh, this is a song about her mother. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, a second it sounded like a tropical island. <laughs> this is the best day. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, now do your weird thing. Tell us about her mother because you know her name and you know her birthday. <laughs> mum's name is uh, Andrea. Uh, her mum's not so much her, her momager. She's not like a Chris Jenner, but she's very entangled in Taylor's career. She's always there. She's right. very supportive of her daughter. Um, she's very... She she used to do this thing on sort of up until sort of like Night Reputation tour where she would sort of go into the crowds of the tours right. and sort of like in, give people like special like tickets to go to like a meet and greet after the oh, show okay. but that was you know uh, then the Swifties were in <laughs> they didn't have one they don't have one for the current tour because Covid uh, because her mother unfortunately was diagnosed with cancer sort of around 2019 right, okay. um, and she's still not 100% Right, I believe. I mean, I don't know. So she's. I'm not getting daily updates on Andrea Swift. <laughs> don't pretend you don't know. Google that. <laughs> but yeah, this uh, this song's about um, 
just like how great her mum is and I relate to that. <laughs> but the problem with this is that this the the better version of this song has already been done by her mortal enemy. <laughs> <laughs> We both know that Hey Mama by Kanye is. <laughs> but, you know, um, we're still very in the country vibes. Yeah. Um, is the re-recording any different to the original? Or is no, this one is very straight. Right, um, okay. You know, she sort of, she went very, um, very one-to-one with Fearless. For the Red re-record, she, a couple of songs she changed up a little bit. Okay. And that might have been an indication of like, wasn't happy uh, with how they were Yeah, originally. she was sort of forced to make it one way and it should have been the other. <coughs> and you know. And because some of those words you just can't use anymore. Times <laughs> <laughs> have moved on. Yeah. Which clearly didn't struggle growing up, looking at the uh, the childhood home there. Yeah, she was a Richie, wasn't she? Oh, was she? But, but we've hit, we've t- you've, you've stepped on another landmine. <laughs> she grew up on a Christmas tree farm, I believe. There's That's a lot of money awesome. in Christmas. I don't know. Hang on, no, there is a bell. Did you tell me about that? No. You told me something about Christmas Tree Farm. That's a song, isn't it? She has a song called Christmas Tree Farm. Look at that. I didn't know where. Where that's come from? Because I just let that. But I, I was today years old when I learned. My, my favourite part of the Christmas Tree song is that she yeah. doesn't ever say like I want to go home to the Christmas Tree oh, Farm. Right. She's just talking about a separate Christmas Tree <laughs> Farm. It's a great song. Um, we listened to it on the Christmas episode. Did we? Yes, we did. Ah, because we were very confused very as to why there's a Christmas tree song by Taylor Swift. Ah. <laughs> oh, she tripped me. I thought it was finished. <laughs> and I believe she released this sort of for Mother's Day as a single, as you do. Not real Mother's Day. <laughs> <laughs> American, American Mother's, Mother's Day. Day. <laughs> I think we've aligned sort of themes for free, which I'm pretty pleased with. So. <laughs> I, I, I can't wait to tell you about my thoughts. <laughs> right, so an important question then. Oh, no, we'll do this when we get back to you one, actually. <laughs> this one, a kind of. Uh, this song again absolutely slaps. Yeah. I'm really surprised you didn't pick the one with Kendrick Lamar. Because I actually like that one better than the original. What, there's a version with Kendrick Lamar? There's a version with Kendrick Lamar where he sort of does a verse. Oh. Um, this one kind of dropped off the radar a little bit for me. Mm. When I think of 1989, I think of Shake It Off, Blank Space. Uh, out of the woods because the music video was such a a moment this one with all the mega famous women yeah with all the mega famous people yeah which one's this so who's this about this. this is about a, a... Uh, it's got like Selena Gomez Gigi Hadid Ellie is this Goldies the one where she, is this the one where she gets in in trouble with they're all, getting, soup, they're all getting powers aren't they they're like not she the did... video the afterwards. yeah this is the yeah this is the this is the beef that gets talked about by um no, this isn't about Nicki Minaj. No, 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 no. I know it's not about Which Nicki Minaj. Which they did sing it to squash some beef. But um, there was some beef. Though, isn't there it? was some beef. Um, Catherine Ryan does a bit about it in her stand-up show. <laughs> Do you know the bit I'm talking? Which is where you're getting all your cultural news. Yeah. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> all your news about Taylor Swift. Yeah. From me she's, and essen- she's essentially. <laughs> she's essentially a twenty. A, a, 
20 teens Joan Rivers, right? It's where the cultural... <laughs> um, there was a bit where Nicki Minaj released Anaconda. Yeah. And she didn't win a, I'm going to say, an MTV Music Video Award for Best Video. Right. And she said that, like, she said, or tweeted saying, I think I would win more awards if the women in my video were slim. And, <laughs> and the joke, not joke, the comment, the subtext that... Was directed Kath- at Taylor. No, no, no. Okay. Not so much, because the subtext that Catherine Ryan says is there is, and she means essentially, and white. Mm. And Taylor (coughs) tweets her back, and I say back because I believe the tweet isn't at Taylor. No, you could claim she's subtweeting Taylor or not. Yeah, but Taylor tweets her back and says, um, "Nikki, I've always—I think I can remember it a bit. Nikki, I've always Mm. supported you. Um, When I win, you can come on stage with me together." (laughs) And the line. Catherine Ryan uses his your white privilege is showing. <laughs> but I don't think I've seen the video, so maybe that I just wondered if that's the video. That's they did still sing the, the song together because they squashed that beat pretty quickly. But maybe that I would mean, make sense if Again, that's... it's a case of like uh, Taylor Swift like one day tweeted that she really liked this new song called like Friday I think it was like Pink Friday or the album or whatever, and the Swift fans just sort of helped sort of launch <laughs> Nicki Minaj I'm not saying that you should take 100% credit but Nicki Minaj has said herself that like that endorsement from Taylor Swift gave her that push that makes sense ooh so almost enough for me <laughs> that's, that song's about a, a beef that Taylor had with another woman and so is this one in what I believe to be her most controversial song <laughs> okay <laughs> And the reason I included it, even though there are better songs in Speak Now, is that it's the one I'm most excited to see the re-record of. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So, okay, I have seen this one <laughs> Two things going on right now. So this song so is directed at the, uh, the uh, a young lady who, uh, who her boyfriend at the time cheated on her with. Right, okay. Uh, and I believe when Again, you listen to the chorus much. of this song, you will know and understand why maybe it's a little bit controversial. Right, okay. Well, tell us when the chorus is coming in. I'll take your licks as red. Wow, okay. So... To be fair, it sounds like she might be good at that. <laughs> um, so, right, the question I've got now in terms of your... Right, what year did Speak Now come out? 2010. So she's... She's 19. Okay. That's, that's impressive. We're normally terrible at guessing the year. <laughs> Is she a... UK star at this point. Do yes. you know who Taylor yeah, Swift is? Yeah, I know is? Taylor Swift is at this point. Are you a Taylor Swift fan? At this I point? would say that I really, really loved Love Story. Um, that was big 
Yeah, that was huge. For, for the young girls of the UK. <laughs> is that and on then, this album, is it? Pardon? It's, it's, it's on the last album, Fearless. Right, okay. But no other songs from Fearless really hit through to the UK. Right. And then Speak Now kind of passes me by and I pick it up sort of like towards the end of the Speak Now period era. Yeah. Right. I listen to it and really like it. So by the time we get to Red, I'm fully on board, ready to, uh, like to the point where I think I stayed up to like 1am to watch like a live stream that Taylor Swift was announcing Red. Mum didn't know you were doing it. No, she didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but like, what's she going to do now? Exactly. <laughs> I assume she listens. So, yeah, I'm really excited to see what she does with this song when she re-records it. The other day, Ellen yeah. was telling me about how um, she went for, I think, coffee. Right. Or was just around one time. And um, she was explaining to someone all about podcasts. <laughs> but like, she discovered podcasts. Yeah. Do you take Humphreys? <laughs> Uh, so it'd be weird if she doesn't listen I just kind of want to go on record with what my theory for what she's going to do because she obviously can't record this song as is uh, and if she does she's got some explaining to (laughs) I think she's going to rework the song so it's about the person who bought her masters Uh, I think you can do that with minimal like uh, rewrites yeah and maybe we'll know by the time this podcast goes out because she probably released a single for she's just announced Speak <coughs> Taylor's version is coming out in July right okay um, and she was seen filming a music video where she's like it's like an art heist right so she's stealing paintings yeah, so like yeah maybe she's stealing back the songs yeah. and stuff like that so the only other option I think that she has is to find this young lady who she wrote this song about and do a collab with her, like as a little time machine, like they both sing the song. <laughs> that's a big move, that, yeah. that happens. I like that, that's an early contender for me for the <laughs> the ultimate playlist. <laughs> so this is a bit of the first time I heard of Taylor Swift, when this came out. I yeah, think. I think that maybe me as well. This is the breakthrough. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Just yeah, this song. Yeah. What came out first on this album? Just the first single. This was the first single she like announced. Red. Oh wait, letter. this is off Red. Okay, this, I'm gonna assume it's this then. Yeah, not the other one. She announces Red and then she plays this song and like this is this is my first single. This is the live stream. Yeah, this is the live stream. I stayed up till one a.m. Oh, okay. Um, and she played it on the acoustic guitar and then. The like the single comes out and it's much more what I can only describe as bubblegum pop. Yes. Um, oh yes, it's very. This could be a car commercial. This could no. This could be almost. If you played me this and you played like Call Me Maybe. Yeah. Or um. Um. What's that? <coughs> one who did that that Friday song? Um. Rebecca Black. Rebecca yeah. Black. Rachel Black. I mean. Yeah. I might be sacrilege, but these aren't like these are three songs of the same genre to me. And like the reason that it's like that is very deliberate. So the person she's written this song about is like a very hip indie person. So she's purposely written this song to be as bubblegum poppy as possible <laughs> to annoy him. Uh, and she has that line that you go listen to an indie record much that's cooler much cooler than, than mine. Than mine yeah. You know. She's talking about. Sometimes I feel so seen by Taylor. Like, <laughs> I make that joke. But I've but, already, I already had that joke prepared for another song later, but I've used it too early. But but she, for the 1989 tour, she does like a rock version of this song, and it's like more like angry and like very. It's very good rock. 
Cool. Like, um, but I think that was how the song was gonna be, and then she was like, you know what, I'm gonna be petty. Well, I'm like almost like an yeah. Avril Lavigne sort of. Yeah, sort of like. God, like, I know she was Canadian. I mean. <laughs> But she obviously was like, I want every single time this song comes on the radio for this person to yeah. be so annoyed. Yeah. The song I have written about them is this. It's so uncool. Yeah. I can get on board with that pettiness. Yeah, and she, she is a petty person, but I just like it, you know? Yeah. Do these little, like, weird, so, spoiler alert, Ross and I in the hits picture 22. Yeah. Yep. Okay. We only had so much to work with. <laughs> And there's obviously the bits in it where she's like, who is Taylor Swift anyway? Yeah. And she just has that bit in, in this one where it's like a... Calls me up and he's like... Yeah. Just like... What, but it's like a boat... It's a... Just a, a, an overlaid, just yeah. speaking, a spoken word bit. Is yeah. that a theme of Red or is that just the two songs we've picked? Is that a device that she... a couple she, of them. She has is that a device that she used a lot? She uses it a lot in Red, but she's used it in a couple of other... Uh, songs since, but Red was the big one. Okay. Uh, so this is my offering from Red. <laughs> this is the lucky one. The lucky one, which I believe is about sort of inspired by Joni Mitchell, who's a big inspiration of she she did a collaboration with the chicks on one of her albums and she was like it's so cool because like they're a country girl group and yeah. i was a country girl you know so um and i think once again this is like shows like her storytelling capacity in songwriting um and it's sort of and i think i've tried to demonstrate like she's slowly straying away from that country yeah um, sort of, but keeping those sort of acoustic pop vibes because she doesn't want to, you know, she's not. Because she doesn't drop the, she doesn't drop the acoustic until that's the big she, turn in 1989, yeah. right? Yeah. 1989 has the very oh, 80s, think, the very. It's. Very she doesn't. I tell you what's so great about 1989 as an entire album <laughs> is she manages to have a very strong 80s feel. Mm. And it feels so fresh at the same time. Yeah. It's obviously these 80s inspired simps, but it doesn't sound like, like the fucking 80s. Pet Shop Boys. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think what's interesting about the re-record of Red is because it's 30 songs long, it shows to me that she could have picked 15 songs off of that list yeah. and made a great country album. Or she could have picked 15 songs off of that and made a great pop album. Yeah. But you know, she ends up with this kind of like muddled mix. And she doesn't all. win any of the awards. <laughs> <laughs> and that is her origin story. <laughs> well, Wikipedia says she's won 500 awards. So she's alright. Over 500 wins. Yeah, they've stopped counting. Wow. Yeah, but some of them are going to be awards that like given to her by Power FM. <laughs> <laughs> a little, little joke for people who are in the, in the, 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 the Portsmouth and Southampton area in the, early, in the late 90s. Power oh, FM was still a thing streak. in the early North East, Was it? Yeah, I remember Power FM. I can't remember when Power FM went. You used to party in the park. Power in the park. Oh, Come yeah, on. The park. Get the branding. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. It's running the run in 2011 to... It's a lot of green. Christ. Green on... 
If I've oh. learned anything from, from Wikipedia, the green is good. Green's good. She's got a bronze. What? <laughs> She's going to be so happy with that. <laughs> Why do you think she keeps them all? Like... She's got two Brit Awards. Is that it? Is that it? She won the Global Icon Award. She's been nominated three times for International Female Service. Who's she been beaten by? Oh, gosh. Lana Del Rey. Wait, is Lana Del Rey not British? <laughs> I'm out of my comfort zone here. She's American. Yeah. There you go. Do you feel betrayed by Lana Del Rey? No, I just feel like I couldn't sing you a Lana Del Rey song. <laughs> couldn't tell you a title. Couldn't. Beaten by Lord. Isn't it Lordy? Do you just no, it's Lord. It? Just Lord. Why put the E there? <laughs> Lordy of that Norwegian heavy rock band. I know the one you were mentioning a few years ago. Bad, bad name. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a bit laughing, eh? <clears throat> Just mid-album mid filler. Yeah, maybe. This isn't, because you've got a man from Panic at Disco, right? Have it. So, so this song is kind of like a bit clowned on in the fandom. People don't really like this one. Is it? I like it. Oh, I love it. I love the video Sometimes as well. Sometimes you just need a bit of like really upbeat yeah. pink pastel pop exactly you know and she she did it you know she went for it <laughs> so this love of the album when she starts having the heavy the heavy collapse because no. when did this come out because this kind of passed oh. this was 2019 this was lockdown wasn't it no this came out before lockdown oh, was it? yeah but it got missed out because of lockdown I think it got lost in the lockdown noise yeah I mean I, I, I'm happy to talk about she release, did like two or three <laughs> albums come out like she released she, didn't she since Lover came out, she has released prolific, three she? albums, two and two re-records. What's that for you, Rob? Yeah, 20, 2011 was considered... 20... Two albums in 2020 plus... What's that one? No. That, so she, that's the Long Pong studio sessions where she did like a live right. performance of Folklore and then she never did one of Evermore. <laughs> <laughs> One in twenty yeah, two, two re records in twenty twenty one. And then the latest album like Midnight. End of last year. Yeah. And then another re record this year. People believe there's another one sort of later this year. So is Evermore the album that has is Evermore the one I'm thinking of then that has more of the colours? Is that the one where she like has the the Heim and the Bonnevere and the National? Yeah. Yeah. That's the one I'm thinking of. This one passed me completely, I think. Did you know? Chris wouldn't talk it on <laughs> Yeah, but he likes some weird... People sort of fall into sort of two camps with Evermore and uh, Folklore. So that she she deleted the uh, the vocalisation off of this song. Because the, the fans didn't like it. Right. Um, and Never apologise, never explain. <laughs> <laughs> no. But... I think the reason that this song isn't on like the era's set list is because she's scared people will start screaming that vocalisation at her. Because <laughs> I was planning to do that when I was <laughs> I was going to be, hey kids, spelling is fun. <laughs> I was going to make her remember. She couldn't gaslight me. <laughs> <laughs> 
what this did do though, it got my daughter really into her as well. She saw the video, loved it because it's oh, it's such all a butterflies fun video, and yeah. paint dresses and all sorts of stuff. It's all over, and she she met her third cat on the set of this video. <laughs> so there's a, there's a scene where someone gives her a kitten, yeah, and she ended up adopting that. All kitten, right, okay. and that's her her third cat, Benjamin. But his name is she knows the name of all the cats. <laughs> oh when we were on holiday last year, and I talked about one of our cats, and she was worried it was dead because she hadn't seen it in a while. <laughs> And then that night, Taylor, Taylor, Taylor posted a story about the cat, and I was like, I, I manifested it into being. <laughs> Meredith's not dead. <laughs> right, what's this one? Uh, Wildest Dreams, uh, Taylor's version, which she hasn't re-released 1989 yet, but she did release Taylor's version of this song specifically because it was very big on TikTok. Right. Um, and she was like, you know what I can do to capitalise on this hype? <laughs> I, need some, I need some of that sweet, sweet tip, TikTok coin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think 1989 is good to go because she has also, the Taylor's version of Bad Blood was used in a trailer. Right, okay. So that's two songs. Yeah. So. Okay. I thought there was a problem with, with 1989. I, was it like no, a... Was Shake It Off. No. Oh, okay. The because shoot. of the lawsuit. Yeah. I think it was like, oh, you right, don't okay. want to... Um, I thought maybe you said some, I thought maybe there was something about like a time like no that's reputation what it has to tie out for yeah a certain period before of time. she can start I think it's either this November or next November she can start so she can start yeah she's not allowed to like she's not allowed to do it before that and then they just release it she can't have it ready no. I mean, if she could, I mean, she could have just secretly. Yeah, yeah. at the home studio. Sure. Yeah, she's definitely. No, no one's gonna rat around. <laughs> no. the, the cats aren't gonna tell anyone. <laughs> what a way for Meredith to go. <laughs> yeah, I just really like this one. I think it just builds really nicely. It's got really good use of that bass, the, the cusses. Yeah, you can hear it just. The, the heartbeat. I'm not sure if that's percussive or not. That's a heartbeat. Yeah. It's her heartbeat, actually. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, the, again, the music video, all of the music videos for 1989 are excellent, you know? Yeah. They were all sort of directed by the same person, so they've got this real, like, stylistic cohesiveness. Um, but. Oh, this is good. It's nice. It's just, yeah, just very dreamy. Mm. Makes you really understands what it's doing. Yeah. I believe it's about Harry Styles, but I might be wrong. Okay. <laughs> There's some wild Harry Styles stuff coming, don't worry. Is there? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she's been linked with lots and lots of famous men. Yeah. Most recently, Fernando Alonso, which is. An odd combination. I don't know, he's a handsome man. So. I feel he's a rich man. As he's well. very rich. I mean, she's obviously richer. Yeah, it's very much. She's a, definitely... It's very much a Tom Brady, Giselle <laughs> Just situation. Yeah. She's very. I think she's probably been richer than like all of her boyfriends since Joe Jonas. Yeah. <laughs> I think she was richer than Harry Styles when they dated. Of course, so she's still rich. She doesn't have to right share now. her wealth with four other guys as well. No. <laughs> um. <laughs> It's just, it's just nice to listen yeah, to. Yeah, it is really nice. Oh, is Joe Jonas? That's why. Right. Is Joe Jonas the one who married the, the famous Bollywood actress? Yeah. 
No, that's, that's Nick, Nick Jonas. Jonas. Uh, Joe Jonas married Sophie Turner from Game of Thrones. Sure. And Sophie and Taylor are very close friends. So when... That's him. Ah, sure. That's not the other one. When, yeah. uh, <laughs> when Fearless Taylor's version came out, you had Sophie posting Instagram stories of her listening to the songs that are about her husband. Right. <laughs> In a very tongue-in-cheek way. It's all very... So this is your first one, Adam, from my list. Yeah, I've been unapologetically listening to this all week. <laughs> it's just a great pop style. It just is, yeah. Is that a banjo? I remember listening to this song like on repeat, and I think I drove Mum up the wall because it was back in the time when like, you had to like go to the, the music section of the television <laughs> and search for the song, and then it would play the music video, and then you had to play it again. <laughs> because I didn't. I didn't have the, the CD. <laughs> this was before the streaming era. <laughs> Why did Mum just buy you the CD? Yeah. <laughs> she could have saved so much time. Yeah, would have saved herself. Go upstairs and listen to this. <laughs> Put headphones in. Uh, probably more, more accurate to say I probably drove Grandma crazy. This is going to sound like a criticism, and it's not. <laughs> because this is something you could put on nearly every, especially the early Beatles songs. Yeah. But that chorus especially is so simple. Yeah. It's literally, the, there's no, there's nothing clever in the rhythm. There's, the ever it's just on beat. Yeah. Like, I mean, it works, it's great. It's a very simple song. Yeah. A song that a 16 year old writes. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's a hit song that a 16 yeah. year old writes. Yeah, it's a mega hit song, isn't it? Sure is. Oh, yeah. This That's is... the bit I like there, is just into that chorus, it's the way it swells. It really builds into the choruses. Yeah. And I think, like, every sort of tour she goes on, she does, like, a new version of Love Story. Right. Okay. So That's for cool. the Red Tour, she made, like, a very 60s sort of. 60s or bop pop. Um, Is that saying it made it to number two in the chart? Yeah. What I was realising is Scotland have their own charts. Shut up. <laughs> They're preparing for the <laughs> Why have they done that? It's the thing they need. The thing they need first of all is to make sure. <laughs> yeah, I think that Taylor will tell you that this is the song that like launched only US. You know. I'm not surprised. Yeah. You got to number one in a couple of the American charts. The American, American charts, charts are so confusing. Why is there that many? This is my favourite part of the song. This like last bridge. She's very good at a bridge, you know. She's like, we've got to get to the last chorus. This <laughs> <laughs> so we get the key change and the big explosion. Where Westlife can't it is. get off up the get chairs. off the stools. When they're on tour, do you think they have to sit down to start every song? Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> sit back down. At the sit end, back right? down. New song. Yeah. Reset. Reset. <laughs> Faces, boys. That's a Come on. I've got their names on oh, the stalls just in case as well. My friend has seen Westlife, so I'll ask her. 
be like, how many times do I slash city? <laughs> I'll get the answers. It's, the most important question for us is how many times are Westlife getting up? Every, every other... To illustrate the key change. Yeah. You have to, yeah. You can't have a key change sitting down. It's just the wrong vibes. No. Okay, that's yeah. nice. That's quintessentially Taylor. So this is from... This is Don't Blame Me from Reputation. Which is the first album she did after the the Kanye? This Kanye is the one where she went a little bit wild, right? She like, went a bit wild, a bit dark. Because this is the look what you made me do. do. Look what you made me do. Um, where she, I, I, I hate that song. I I really <laughs> like that song because it did what it needed to do. My daughter's watched a version of it by that like a Disney person done it, and oh my god, it's the worst thing ever. What's this? What's the Kanye West thing then? I generally don't. <laughs> I've only got like Kanye three minutes to. Oh, they're on stage. We're well, gonna start with. Yeah, right, okay. I'm really happy for you and I'm going to let you finish. So, yeah. yeah. But Beyonce so that... made the best music video of all time! <laughs> <laughs> so that happens. Yeah. It starts like a bit of beef between the two of them, but Taylor's, Taylor's very young and female <coughs> gracious. Yes. Yeah. And kind of um, and, and sort of <laughs> giving the man with mental illness yeah. a wide <laughs> berth. Um, she, she writes a song in Speak Now, sort of uh, forgiving Kanye West for that. Right, okay. Um, and then it sort of dies down a bit, and then Kanye West releases Famous, and right. in that line, in there, there's a line, uh, I feel like Taylor and I might still have sex, why I made that bitch famous. Okay. Um, and when that song comes out... Uh, just not, we've established one, he's mentally ill. Yeah. But, and, and the reason we we're going to pick that is because she was already on stage winning an award. Yeah. <laughs> And he's trying to claim that he made her famous. <laughs> he claims that that incident is what launched her. She was. She had already won the award. I, no, I agree with you. I'm on her side. So Taylor comes out saying, "I'm not happy with that line. That's very like sexist, misogynistic." Yeah. Kanye West claims that she knew about the line. Kanye's with and Kanye's with Kim at this point. Kanye's right with now. Kim, and, yeah. then, and there's like some someone. Reveal some receipts. There's like either like a recorded phone call it's or like some DMs. Phone... No, no, no. Right. There's a phone call where she is being told about the line, but she's right. only being told about the first part of the line. That I feel like Taylor and I might still have sex. Right. Not the bit where he calls her a bitch or claim takes play for her fame. Um, and this starts like a massive hate campaign against Taylor, and she right. disappears from the public eye for about a year or so. Okay. And then one day, because she's the bad guy. She's the bad guy in this scenario. Why? Because we're mentally all lunatic. That because we're in full on Kim Kardashian. I think it was yeah. that like at this time she was very overexposed because of 1989 doing so well, and I think there was a lot of frustration uh, about yeah. her being like. There's always the backlash when someone's that mega famous. Yeah, and sort of like claiming that she's always the victim. She, you know, she's been she victimized herself in this Kanye West situation, but it's like manufactured. Right. Um, so she disappears, and then one day she deletes all of her tweets, all of her Instagrams, right. and she starts posting like pictures of a snake. Snake emojis. Isn't and it? then she announces right. reputation. Okay. And this is like some of the best vocals that she's done. This is absolutely astonishing live. Yeah. And I think Reputation is is really interesting because like half of it is very like, like obviously she's like dealing with this very like traumatic cancellation that's happened. Yeah. Um, but on the other hand, it's like very very upbeat and positive because at the same time she was like falling in love with her like long, her eventually long term boyfriend. Right. Um, so there's a, 
Joalvin, who she just broke up with. <laughs> and he's a Roman because he's friends with Ryan Reynolds. And Ryan Reynolds went to, to dinner with Blake Lively and Taylor. And Taylor. Right. And then when he left, that when they left that dinner, Ryan Reynolds unfollows Joe on social media. Oh, what did Joe do? Right. That's so bad that his friend deserved it. Like Blake's Taylor's friend. Ryan is Joe's friend. I know, it's right? It's very suspicious. We'll wait till the next album. This is, might be my favourite too. Yeah, this is really good. I couldn't remember the name of this, but I love this. When we used to have... I don't know what the song is called, but it's... Uh... It's called Paper Rings. No, no, no. This, I'm thinking of another song that this reminds me of. Um, it was like... I only know it from the end of 10 Things I Hate About You, so I don't know if that's very particularly oh, relevant. Oh, yeah. I've seen a film later. Like What's it called? Um... The one that's like, I want Yeah, that's it. I want you to that want one. me. Oh, yeah. I want Yeah, that sort of brand of pop, this reminds me of that. Yeah. So when we were in lockdown, I used to have to homeschool my daughter, and we had obviously PE lessons. This would be played. We'd get her running around the garden doing the star <laughs> jumps and that sort of stuff. We used to listen to this. Amazing. Yeah. What? This was the soundtrack to PE. Yeah, <laughs> this album really. With the me and Paper Rings will play those two songs. <laughs> I like that. And it should be knackered and just come back in. <laughs> That's seven minutes of exercise. That's more than enough for us. Again, this is just a very good pop song. Yeah. It hits all the right notes for me. And I, uh, I think there was a bit of whiplash between the sort of dark vibes of reputation and the much pastely pink vibes of love but I liked it you know that shows good range though surely yeah you can do all, you can do all the things <laughs> yeah, apart from she... country you can't go back to country anymore yeah I think one day she's gonna wake up choose violence and do a rock album and then it's like <laughs> it's curtains for all of us <laughs> you know I think the final frontier will be though when she tries to make something as good as graduation and she can't <laughs> Maybe she re-records graduation. That'll be our final box. <laughs> yeah. I think Lover's got a lot of really good bridges on it as well. That last. She's all about the bridge this She's one, an architect. She? <laughs> I meant you, not her, for sure. Both of you. I mean, I am going to talk about the bridge on Cross Summers. <laughs> You're all about Taylor's bridges. She's a big fan of a long album. Every oh, one she of these can't do a short album to save my life. I think it was when Midnight's came out and it was like 16 songs long, everyone was like, oh good. And then like three hours after the, the album dropped, she's like, and here's the deluxe version. <laughs> and we were like, Taylor, you can't do a short album to save your life. <laughs> no, thank you. But, you know, 3 a.m. for them is 8 a.m. for me. So I woke up just in time to <laughs> not even bother with the original. I just went straight to the deluxe. all of it, yeah. yeah. I think maybe I won't. Julian Casablancas will put this out as three different albums. <laughs> That's six years' work. That's six months' work, but it so. Yeah. What are you doing? This album's more than 45 minutes. <laughs> are you okay? How long is this album? It's like. Only an hour and a minute. Uh, she's into, this she's like, got to get that streaming bag. These songs are short. There's no intro. She's Snappy. In, she's in pop punk territory here or some of these. <laughs> some of these, yeah. 215, 250, yeah. Although we're all aware of the strong um, uh, TikTok, Instagram um, themes of the the Taylor Swift pop punk crossovers, right? Yes. 
<laughs> I'm constantly sending them to Animal. So, so. <laughs> same, same album, Cruel Summer. Yep. I think this is the mega hit she never had. Okay. So this wasn't a single on Lover, um, but she releases Lover in sort of July of 2019. She releases a few singles yeah. over the next coming months. It's kind of teased that she's gonna release a new single. Right. Um, and this is March 2020. <laughs> so as you can imagine, she did not release a new Lover single. And I believe that that was gonna be Cruel Summer. And right. had she been able to do that, this would have been like Sound of the Summer monster hit, you know? Yeah. Um, this would have been the uh, you Justin Bieber uh, um, troll song, Sound of Summer. So she released five singles from yes. Lover. So all the girls I loved before, she only released a couple of weeks ago. So, yeah, this is a 2019 <laughs> album. What she did? She was like, you know She's what? Done three albums yeah, since this. Yeah. So the thing about Taylor Swift is that sometimes she just wakes up and is like, I'm going to release a song today. <laughs> And she does, and she's given. She's got this reputation for being like quite like Easter eggy, mystery, or at least in the fandom she does. Yeah. But then I she just say reputation. <laughs> the uh, fans are insane, Eleanor. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know about the book drama. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but sometimes she just like here's three new songs, and we're all just supposed to deal with that on a random Tuesday, you know. <laughs> Very good um, reviews. Very good. Apart from the Guardian, no offence. I don't know, three stars is. A, that should be a solid review, right? Yeah. Can't read it, can we? Yeah, yeah if the Guardian's not paying, we would put a star No. <laughs> Yeah, this would have been a really big hit. Yeah, solid take. Mm. Yeah. It's like one of the it's one of the opening songs for the era's set list, you know, because I think she knows that people want to hear it. Right. I think if she hadn't put this on the era's set list, there would have been riots in the streets. <laughs> like, I do feel sorry so, for. Again, her. Ross isn't going to have seen. They can only be so long. Ross's, Ross's Instagram algorithm hasn't been pulled in by, by his relationship with you, like mine has. <laughs> so, obviously we're aware that she's on, she's currently doing her mega tour in the US, right? Yeah. We're talking to Ross here. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> I am aware, yeah. <laughs> she puts on a hell of a show. It's like three and a half hours long. Yeah, I've seen bits and pieces of her live shows, yeah. And also, she she does rain, she does her shows Rain or Shine. She, yeah, I know, saw something the other day, playing yeah, she was, 45 minutes in the rain, was it? She did a whole show in the oh, rain really? the other day. And like, there was like um, like lightning like yeah. hitting at like the peak moment in songs. Um, and She can sorry. control the weather, that's how... So this is Out of the Woods, <laughs> yeah. the last song we've got from 1989, right. and this is when she gets wild. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> Let me introduce you to the molecular manslaughter conspiracy theory. Right, okay, I wasn't so, expecting that tonight. <laughs> so there is a theory, uh, I don't know where it came from, it just appeared <laughs> right, <the internet. laughs> fully formed into being, um, that whilst she was dating Harry Styles, right. whom this song is about, whom right, this okay. song is about, uh, she and Harry Styles accidentally killed someone with a car. <laughs> like a hitchhiker. Okay, yeah. Um, it's a drifter. Kill, you know, 
covered it up. Right. And then proceeded to leave clues about it in the songs that they wrote about each other. Now. That would be foolish. Whilst they were in a relationship, they were in a skiing accident. Right. Um, could this cover for all of the references to driving recurrency and brakes and stuff like that in all these songs? Yeah, sure. But is it more interesting <laughs> to imagine Taylor Swift and Harry Styles burying a body in rural Canada where I've decided this took place? <laughs> This isn't the primary song from the vehicular manslaughter conspiracy about style. Right, which, okay. Believe it or not, it's about Harry Styles. <laughs> Gosh, I didn't think very hard with that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, this, this might be my favourite Taylor Swift song yeah. of all. It's not on my list because it's on your list. <laughs> you had to remove it. I had to remove really it, yeah. Me. I had to sub in Wildest Dreams. <laughs> I just. I can't say I've ever heard this one. I just love the drums. I think she gets across like the sort of emotions that she's going for, which is like early anxiety of relationships. And it's a, well, it's a is it about the it's also about like a relationship that's not working, right? Yeah. And it's like a art like this idea of like that there's going to be like a fork in the road mm. and it's either going to be out of the woods mm. into the through the difficult so uh, when she says uh, remember when you hit the brakes too soon that's when Harry Styles kills the hitchhiker <laughs> but I've that just... line doesn't work because no one hits someone in the car by hitting brakes too soon no, you stop. They do that by hitting the brakes too late. In style, she's like uh, talking about how they're driving around at midnight with no headlights, which is very reckless. I agree, but like, <laughs> yeah, maybe you shouldn't do that. But then Harry will also take Florence Pugh driving in the in the desert <laughs> at the night time. So <laughs> we've all seen Don't Worry Diamond. It sounds like a Roman. I mean, he's absolutely wrong. <laughs> oh, and, and don't worry, darling, or in general? In general. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like this one. I'm, I'm very sad that I've never heard this one live, so... How many times have you seen her live? Uh, I saw her for the Red Tour and the Reputation Tour. Okay. Uh, I, was, I was unable to go to the 1989 tour for, I can't remember why. Uh, and I'm sad about that, so <laughs> I've suppressed it. For that, I can't remember why. <laughs> um, the reputation tour. This is when I'm going to find out that the reason she can go is because it was at my wedding, and she could, she knows exactly why, <laughs> and she's not happy about it still. Um, so the silence is slightly concerning. <laughs> <laughs> less, <laughs> less than a year after she releases Lover, imagine. So it's a random Thursday. Yeah. In lockdown it's right. July 2020 you're me you're working hard at your job at right. your, at your, <laughs> I, just, I see Adam shaking his head and I'm going to ignore it um, you get you get an email and right. it's just an email from Taylor Swift's mailing list saying like new album out at midnight does it throw your day into complete disarray this is four days from my birthday so I'm having the best birthday <laughs> week of my life but I have to message every single person that I know <laughs> Who's also already on the playlist, on the mailing list, <laughs> already knows. So yeah, this is uh, folklore is sort of very more like fictionalised. She's not singing about her her life. Right, and is I, she? And maybe she is, but. Um, so a lot of explicit tags. On this one is about a woman. She said from, you know she can yeah. swear. 
the this one is about sort of from the perspective of a woman who's having a relationship with a married man or right. a man in a relationship and I just like the melody's really nice and gentle but the lyrics are like devastating in places and it has my favourite lyric that she's ever written <laughs> and I'm right. going to point it out okay <laughs> um and I think it just sums up like sort of how she writes these songs that she's allegedly pulled out of nowhere yeah. and then perfectly captures the sort of very obscure emotions, like the, the melancholy of being the other woman, you know? Something that not a lot of people can relate to. I'm sure there's one Swifty who feels very seen by this song. <laughs> so, with that in mind, does uh, you, you'll have seen or devoured every single... Wait, I'm just getting ready for the, the lyrics. Again, it's the bridge. <laughs> the Isabel Kingdom Brunella. Showed me colours I can't see with anyone else. Okay. It's just I'm like, oh, all of these are good. All of these could have been on the album, you know? 
In fact, sometimes she releases the re-records and people are like, why was this song a vault? And, there's, <laughs> and then this song gets on the album. Yeah. It doesn't make any why sense. Why put this on instead? Yeah. I imagine that she's got like a several albums worth of songs that she could release, you know? Oh, when she dies, her estate is going to have so, so much money. money. Yeah. Can you imagine, like, in years to come, imagine, like, Twitter the day that Taylor Swift's son gets engaged? <laughs> no, I, well, I'm or Taylor Swift's daughter. I don't, I'm not going to assume the sexual orientation of Taylor Swift's future children. I'm more just thinking about the, um, sort of, like, the period 30 years after she's died and she releases her own A Little Less Conversation. Yeah. Well, I say she. Yeah, and the family breaks it. like, millions of Wait, there's a new Elvis song? Yeah, how's that happen? <laughs> the, the jokes... <laughs> yeah. That are going to happen with the day that she gets a daughter-in-law. They're going to yeah. be like, she, if Taylor Swift does get murdered, suspect <laughs> she predicted it. You think she's The Simpsons? <laughs> That's the problem. The, the reason people say The Simpsons are so good at being predictive is the fact that just they throw a lot of yeah, they get a lot of shit so at, much stuff out. They there. throw a lot of shit at the wall, so yeah. it's going to be right. Taylor's got five million songs. <laughs> Something's going. <laughs> Some of them are going to be foreshadowing. Coney Island. Yeah. So this is Coney Island. I can't explain what it is about Coney Island that I like. It just scratches my brain the right way. Um, but Coney I wanted. Coney Island, Coney Island, Coney Island. But girl. it's also a collab with the National, who I love. So. Um... Getting us some some street cred. <laughs> <laughs> um, again, I think that she does a lot of like really good like imagery because whenever I listen to this song, I can imagine just being like sat in at Coney Island, being all yeah. sad. The song, <laughs> you know, as all people are going to have. <laughs> um, and I wanted to sort of contrast the sort of like more downbeats of Evermore with folklore because they are very much similar but very also very different. Right. <laughs> because they only came out within like five months of each other. She releases folklore, and then December of that year, she's like. Oh, I'm doing another album because <laughs> um, because I'm in lockdown. I've got nothing else to do with my time. <laughs> well, originally she said that she was. These were all songs that she wrote for folklore that didn't make the cut, and then right. she was like, she kept writing. So she eventually had enough to fill an album, and originally she was going to sell them to other artists. But then she was like, uh, why not? I'll just release another album. <laughs> Yeah, That's what I realised halfway through this is our opening song that we couldn't agree on in our entry should have been a song that she wrote but wasn't for her. someone else. Yeah. yeah. This is what you came for. <coughs> what song was that? The one by Calvin Harris. There must be a whole list of it. Ah, uh, yeah, but isn't she on that? She is, yeah, on that secretly. She's secretly <laughs> on it. Well, she, she was at the time, but people realised it. <laughs> being the bears of that song she's dancing in the background this is a nine song she's wrote for other people I've never heard of Little Big Town I said better man what by the by the verb <laughs> that came out in the 90s <laughs> she's ahead of her time she wrote a song for Miley Cyrus it's not going well so far I don't know any of these songs no Sugar Land. These are all very country songs, aren't they? Yeah. Country band people. There's the Calvin Harris one. Or her then boyfriend, Calvin Harris. Let's get that into the title. 
I feel like co-wrote and performed isn't really like writing for someone no. else. No. <laughs> it's like you're on a song Just together. A song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know any of these songs. So is this sort of stripped back? Is this? Is this a? She wrote a song for cats. Yeah, she was in. She was cats. in cats. Oh dear. Yeah. <laughs> she just really likes cats. <laughs> she adopted James Corden after this. <laughs> she has this horrific English accent in cats. <laughs> so does James Corden. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So a guy. I'm allowed never, to make fun of I've cats. never I've even seen, seen cats. <laughs> I have seen cats. Drunk is the best way to watch cats, by the way. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think she like goes really well with the with the the male artists. So this sort of lo-fi, yeah, stripped back sound is this. Uh, is this the sound of this album? Yeah, very much folklore and evermore. A very like lo-fi, acoustic vibes, you know. Just write another, shake it off. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, nice though. It's just like this for me. This is like around the house music. Just have this on, and you're doing other things. Mm. I would say, yeah. I would say it's a. Uh, on in the evening whilst you're cooking dinner or something that's not no for me it's like a rainy Sunday morning yeah it's really good to listen to sofa blanket yeah cup of coffee tea for a lot (laughs) (laughs) yeah grey and rainy outside hmm that is uh, the vibe of Evermore. Very grey and rainy outside. <laughs> Ready? It's not grey and rainy anymore. <laughs> it's a real. It's a real change in vibe. Again, so seen. Is that the same hipster boyfriend that she's that she's, she's dressing boyfriend. up as making fun of? Yeah. Oh, right, okay. From, from We Aren't Ever Ever Getting Back Together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, when she was sort of like 19 to 21, she was dating like a lot of like much older men who I feel should have known better. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she... So she dates John Mayer, who was like 32 at the time, and she was 19. Yeah. Um, and then she dates Jake Gyllenhaal, who was also in his 30s, and she was sort of 21. Um, so I saw something about him. He go. It's like, is he in big trouble at the moment? Because it's one of the albums. Is the album? Is it All Speak Too Well now? is about him. Is, no, John Mayer is the one that Speak Now is primarily about. Okay, and which so one's the, which one's the one that's about? Uh, All Two Hours on Red, and that one's about Jake Gyllenhaal, and that's also what We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together, and this one is about. And that's the one she's just released. That's the one she's most recently released. Yeah. Oh, right, so it was like, oh, Jake Jake Gyllenhaal's been like, oh, no, I've had to deal with all this again. And then they're like, ah, but it's coming for John Mayer. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Right. John Mayer has been put on, like, on watch. (laughs) He's on notice. Yeah. (laughs) She just sort of... Shutting down social media as we speak. Yeah, I think the way that the the fans treat her ex-boyfriend is a bit much. But I, I think do, the way I, the, I think the way her fans treat her is a bit much. Yeah, for sure. But 
I don't feel that so much for John Mayer because again, 19 years old, 32 years old. Yeah. You do the maths. Um, <laughs> you don't have to. It's 13 years. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, their level, like, I think it's one of the things that I like about her the most is like she's so into her fans and like the stuff I've read about like, like her just like being engaged in her own social media and sort of like so like seeing things replying to things yeah what was the thing relatively recently when she just like she's like paid paid a huge GoFundMe like 10 grand or something yeah she's paid for people's tuition yeah um, I remember a story about how she like I said she used to have these meet and greets after her tour dates bridge no not bridge no bridge for 22 doesn't need a bridge (laughs) Nice she had a tour date and like this girl get, went and she was like oh because I've come here to meet you yeah. I'm going to miss like my bus home right. and Taylor was like okay I'll, I'll pay for your flight home you know <laughs> like you're going to be you know, I'll get you a hotel yeah <laughs> I'll get you a flight home like what do you need you know so <laughs> it takes nothing to be that good guy does it really because yeah. the money means nothing so she also did assume. like like before 1989 came out she did like listening parties which I think you've told me she's done for yeah. other albums as well she did them all the way up to Reputation where she invites like 15 people oh no around. she may have done them for Lover where she invited people to listen to the album like to come and listen to it before it comes out at her house or just like regular people just yeah. regular well, fans well, fans on the she found she, <laughs> like she'll see like them she'll, they'll post something that she likes yeah that she thinks is cute about her probably yeah and she'll be like okay Come want, to my house. Want to, come, want to come to Tribeca and listen to the new album? Yeah. Bake some cookies. Yeah. You need to sign so many releases. Yeah. So speaking of John Mayer, this is from her last, her most recent album, Midnight. Right. But it, and the sort of theme of Midnight's is sort of reflections. She sort of talks about how Midnight's is about sort of like when you're like lying awake at night thinking about your past. So in this one, she's sort of reflecting on that relationship where she right. was 19 and yeah. she's with a 32 year old and I thought I sort of see her as like a, a statement of intentions <laughs> where she was just like remember John speak now or be soon <laughs> um, and I think this it sums up the vibe of Midnight's very well sort of low vibe sort of more poppy than Evermore and Folklore but not as poppy as Lover Reputation it seems like quite like a dark album to me compared to like Lover which is all mm. bright and colourful and very poppy yeah it come, it's a very sort of like a much darker album I think lots of like talking about you know on Antihero she's talking about sort of her insecurities and yeah. mental illness or On Your Own Kids very like sort of talking about sort of I don't know the, the sacrifices you have to make to get where she is right um Another 20 tracks on this album. But that's the deluxe. It's the 3am edition. Yeah, that so she released at 3am. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> I'm going to guess there's at least 18 on the original version. <laughs> I think there was like 16. No, it was 13 actually. Oh, Because okay. everyone was like, she finally did it. She finally did a short album. And then three hours later, she's just like, what if? Couldn't contain it, could she? <laughs> it had to be 13 because that's her magic number. Slams the the deluxe edition. (laughs) Uh, She performed this one for the first time the other day. I tell you what's weird about a deluxe version in this day and age is that 
you c normally you release that deluxe edition. Yeah. Years later, a year later. Yeah. To get that sweet, sweet coin from somebody who's got to buy the same CD again. Yeah. It's just streaming. And she's yeah. never even released the deluxe version like physically. No. So you can't get the CD on it. I feel like all you're doing is splitting your ability to get. Yeah, no one's buying CDs, are they? They're you're just splitting no your. You're, you're just splitting your well, CDs. I have her CDs because <laughs> I have to play them in the car. Fair enough. <laughs> You've got an Oxley. I oh, didn't used to. <laughs> um, Again, you're just some split, excellent she's just, here. She's just splitting. She's talking over the best lyrics. You've been shushed on your own podcast. She did do an uh, she did an interview when Red came out where I think it was it may have been Jimmy Fallon where he was like but like do you think about how the people you wrote these songs feel about like yeah. bringing all of this back up and she was just like no <laughs> fair play yeah, fair enough you know maybe they shouldn't have been terrible in sort the first place yeah. <laughs> maybe you shouldn't be a 32 year old man dating a 19 year old and then you won't get accused of <laughs> yeah being terrible. <laughs> You know, I think she. It's clear to me that she wrote this song as an adult, reflecting on that relationship, rather than it's a song that she wrote when Speak Now came out. Because I think she's yeah. she processed it. Because I think at the time she was probably like, "That's fine," you know. Yeah. <laughs> the similar way with the sort of all too well ten minute version, she was finally processing that the sort of toxicity of that relationship yeah. and I don't you know I, I don't hate any of her exes particularly you know yeah but it'd be weird if you hated some of her <laughs> yeah some of her fans really do hate really? her exes but like you know it's just like um, sometimes you're a terrible partner <laughs> and that sucks <laughs> yeah um, well, there we go That's I feel enough. like I feel like That's I've it. done my best to educate you yeah I've, there's a lot of information gone in there. <laughs> um, I'm going to process it and release my own album. Yeah. <laughs> so on your feelings on, after, after my feelings on Taylor Swift. Yeah. What are you going with, Ross? What do we need to come up with a joint decision now, don't we? We do. I think that's better than Revenge for me. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that. I think if she doesn't do that one as a single, I'm going to be disappointed. Right. Because okay. I think that she needs to steer into the skit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or you know, like I said, she's got like three options as far as I'm concerned. She sort of does. She doesn't re-record it. She she lets she lets the masters steal a win. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> she she reworks it slightly, either to not be as uh, slut shamey or to be about someone <laughs> yeah. else, or or she gets the girls as a collab on the track, and it's become sort of tongue in cheek. That'd be the ultimate way to re-record it. Definitely. Or or she just goes with it. Or she just goes with it, or she just goes, you know what? Yeah. Not all never, women... never apologize, never explain. <laughs> yeah, or she just goes, you know what? I was 19, I wasn't perfect. Yeah. <laughs> but I yeah. still need to own this song as is. <laughs> it's my um, art, I'll do what I want with it. <laughs> so, I again, much like I knew what Ross was going to pick and I agreed with him, you've got the unenviable choice, and I already I know what I'm expecting. 
It's got one track. One one. Track. From my playlist. From, our from, playlist. Our playlist. from your playlist. Yeah. Oh, it's got to be out of the words. Ah, that's what I knew was coming. <laughs> I just, yeah, it's it's perfect. You know. Okay, I think if, I think to go as far to say is if Taylor Swift called me up and was like, I'm going to delete all of my songs and you can pick just one. I really? think I would go without other words. Wow. Yeah, out of the words is the, is the song you'd pick, you'd say from the burning building. Yeah, wow. <laughs> you know, I think because it's like it's got like the emotional side to it, but it's also you can dance to it, you can sit on the floor crying to it. You know, <laughs> it's just it's just well rounded. <laughs> it? Sounds like someone who's done all of those. Things, I've done all of those. <laughs> out of the words, you know. Um, did we both? We did both <clears> pick tracks of 1989. So. You picked off speaking now. Yeah. Yeah. So by the time that this goes out, hopefully she might have actually released better than the revenge and maybe I look like an idiot talking about how she's gonna like respectfully rework it and she's gone full villain. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay, but that I will is... support her hundred <laughs> percent. <laughs> that is our Taylor Swift podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Perf Ten Pod. Uh, you can follow me at Rosbell underscore underscore Adam, you're not on Twitter anymore. No. You're missing so much fun on there yeah um, you can join the pylon with John Mayer when that happens <laughs> if you wanted to being led by Eleanor <laughs> look can I find you on Twitter at all no no okay um, we'll be back next month with another podcast probably the year we turned 18 I think Adam that's still to come out not released we've that yet that way, we've right? recorded that yeah that's been done we did that the month before that's in the, that's in the canon. it is yeah uh, so that'll probably be next but yeah let us know your thoughts on this let us know your favourite Taylor Swift songs and yeah. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you.